Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, guys, how you doing? Woo! Praise God. Here we are. Here we are again by His grace, right? Man, it's good to be with you online. What's up? It's good to see you guys. Oh, we're going to have some fun today. All right. Hey, did um, you guys get a seed when you came in? All right. Online, I know you didn't get this, so just pretend. You can grab a little cocoa pebble. It basically looks the same, okay? Grab one from your cabinet. But uh, hey, this, this, this is a small seed. Do you know what? If you plant this thing, this really tiny seed here, if you plant this, do you know what kind of tree just might grow in your backyard? Do you know? This is, yeah, a lot of good guesses. This is actually a sequoia tree, one of these big things over here. You see this picture come up here in a second. But, but it's like the biggest or the largest living organism on the planet, all right, comes from a small seed like this. There it is. Look at this. This is Pastor Rodney. He sent me this picture, okay. He's just a bunch of people out in California. It's crazy how a small seed can produce such a big tree. Did you know that God talks about seeds in his word? All right, in John chapter 12, you see this in the notes if you got a little note sheet. Um, But in John chapter 12, Jesus is the seed. In Luke chapter 8, the word of God, the Bible, is the seed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, faith is the seed. All right, God uses This seed language to communicate some things about him and about the way things work. All right? Listen, with the faith seed, which is kind of where we're going to hang out today, that that idea, sometimes God grows our faith mysteriously. Like, why does a person believe or not believe on Tuesday, but on Wednesday all of a sudden they believe? I don't know. Nobody knows. You can't put your finger on it. Like, why is that? It's mysterious. Who knows, right? But sometimes, listen, sometimes, I would even say often, Here's what God does to grow our faith. He grows our faith through tiny little habits. Okay? And our maxim is kind of in that flavor or in that genre. Our maxim for this series, this is the third week again of the It Starts With Me series. And this is what we've been saying for a few weeks now. Little things can produce big results. All right, we saw this. Uh, Pastor Guy opened up our series just a couple weeks ago, and he talked about how a little invitation can literally change a person's eternity. Okay? All right? Pastor Rob, last week, he talked about how a little word of encouragement can breathe life into somebody. That's amazing, right? Little things can produce big results, and that's true, absolutely true, of our habits as well. A little habit can lead to much bigger things. So with that said, all right, let's get into what we're going to get into, but let's pray first, all right? Dear Jesus, we thank you for today. We just kind of pause for a second, Lord, acknowledging that you've given us today, and it's a gift. So Father, we say thank you. In these precious minutes that we have together, out of all eternity, here we are together. God, I pray that we would hear from you. God, I pray that we would understand what you are telling us, Lord. I pray that in that hearing, in that understanding, Lord, that you would change us from the inside out. 
Lord, that when we hear, when we understand, God, that we might apply your truth to our lives. God, we might be better for it, and you might be glorified because of it. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's turn to Luke chapter 9. That's where we're going to hang out today. Luke chapter 9. Turn there in your Bible. If you don't have your Bible with you, feel free to use a church Bible. In the church Bible, it's page 1476. Maybe you don't have your Bible with you because you don't own a Bible. If that's the case, please accept Fox River's gift to you at this time. Go ahead and take that church Bible. It's yours. We know how important it is to get the Word of God in your hands, into your earballs, into your heart, that you might apply it to your life and grow spiritually. And we want everybody to grow spiritually. So please, Take us up on that offer. As we get into Luke chapter 9, we're going to actually only read one verse today. Now, we're going to hang out in verse 23. We're going to ring it just a little bit, all right? Not a lot. We're going to leave a lot on the table still, but we're going to get into verse 23. We're going to ring it, and God is going to bring it, okay? So we're looking forward to that. Here we go. Verse 23, enough joking. Let's get into this. Verse 23, this is what Jesus said. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. I'm going to read that one more time. Then Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, like whoever wants to come after me, whoever wants to follow me, whoever wants to be a Christian, here we go, this is, this is what I'm telling them, whoever wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. You see those three commands? Right? Deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow me. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to hang out a little bit on these three commands. We're going to spend a tiny bit on deny yourself. What does that mean? What is Jesus talking about? We're going to spend a little bit of time here. Take up your cross. What in the world is that about? And then what we're going to do is spend a little bit more time on this last piece. Follow me. What does that mean? Okay? We're going to get into that for sure. But first... We're going to rejoice in something because there's a beautiful kingdom truth in here and it deserves to be recognized and rejoiced in because of it. Here's the kingdom truth. Everyone is eligible for eternal life. When Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple, what he's saying is anyone can do this. He's saying, Lottie Dottie, everybody can come to me. He's saying, everyone is eligible for eternal life. Listen, it doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter the color of your skin compared to the next person. It doesn't matter what Ancestry.com says about your lineage. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter what your family's religion was generations back. You're not disqualified. In fact, you're eligible and you're welcome. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're rich, you live in America. You're like the most privileged people on the planet in all of history. It doesn't matter. You can be that rich and you're still eligible. You could be the person that's down and out. You, you, you don't have a job or just, you know, life is just kicking you. You know where and it's really bad right now. You don't know where your next meal is coming from. And all of that that goes along with that idea, you are still eligible. Wow, it doesn't matter how smart you are. I, I just take joy in this. Like, you don't have to be a rocket science to be a Christian. You don't have to, you don't have, to have an IQ of, like, over 100 to, to, like, you know, let's be honest, to be saved or enter eternal life. You are eligible. And here's one that's just, man, we just, just we go on and on about this one. This one, when we really let it sink in, we just, we just say, thank you, 
Jesus. It doesn't matter what your sin history is. And some of us, we've done things that nobody on the planet knows about, but God does. And we can find ourselves thinking the following. Well, God doesn't want me. This is it's just, it's just too bad. I can't. There's no way he, he died for that. There's no way he could forgive me for that. I have some good news for you. You are eligible for eternal life. It's beautiful. That needs to be at the foundation of what we're talking about. Because what Jesus says here applies to every single one of us. Now let's get into it. First command is this. Deny yourself. What did Jesus mean when he says deny yourself? Here's what he's talking about. It's that it's when you first come to faith in Jesus, like for the first time. Denying yourself only happens once. How many times does this happen? Once. There we go. Okay. It's once. It's at the time of salvation. And it's very simply put like this. I deny my ability to save myself. I can't do it. I can't save myself. I need a savior. And what you do is you reach out to him. And that's how you enter eternal life. It's by denying yourself. Everyone hold up your seed real quick. Let's see that. Yeah, just hold it up. Hold it to the light if you want. I mean, you know, like, listen. If you have only a seed of faith, just a tiny bit of faith, that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the son of God, that he died for your sins. On the third day, he rose so that you could live forever with him. If you believe even a little bit that that's true, here's what you do. You plant that seed of faith in Jesus. You trust him to save you. And he says in his word, it's enough. Listen, faith seeds are small, but they lead always to bigger blessing. Let's go to the second command. We'll spend a minute here. The second thing that Jesus says is, if, if you want to be my disciple, right, deny yourself, but also pick up your cross or take up your cross daily. So what is Jesus talking about? Your cross, like is that talking about Jesus is dying on the cross? Not exactly, but it does mean suffering, okay? This is understanding when you become a Christian, it's understanding this. And man, just because I became a Christian doesn't, doesn't mean that life is going to be all rainbows and butterflies. All right? There is suffering in surrender. When I become a Christian, Jesus asks me, he commands me, he invites me, he helps me to do some things differently. And it hurts. So what Jesus says is, I want you to take up your cross. I want you to suffer. Because we're together now. And I'm going to ask you to spend your money differently. I'm going to ask you to use your money differently. Here's what I want you to do with money. Even though I know you've been spending your money like different ways, but, but here's, here's, what, here's what we do in the kingdom is we take our first portion of our income and we give it to God. Ouch. <clears throat> Did he really? Yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. 
No, he did. Oh, man, it just hits home, doesn't it? Like, that hurts. Even thinking about it. Like, we didn't even do, some of us didn't even do that yet. It's just like, oh, man, why did I come today? Like, uh. So, right? He, 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 give, give God your first fruits is how it's expressed in the Old Testament. He also tells me, and you if you're a Christian, to help people with your money who need it. That hurts. That means I can't buy some of the toys that I want to buy. All right? That hurts. All right? There's suffering in surrender. There's also pain in persecution. And when you become a Christian, like maybe not in the United States so much, okay, but you still get it, certainly other places in the world. But, but man, when you become a Christian, some people just treat you differently. You might get it from family members. You might get it with circles of friends that you're a part of. It might just blindside you from somewhere you didn't expect but some people will treat you differently. They will persecute you, most of the time here in the States in, a, in, a, in subtle ways, but they'll persecute you because of your faith. And has anybody heard of something called spiritual warfare? All right, so like <laughs> what I'm talking about, I'm not trying to get all weird, but, but like there's a truth to this. When you become a Christian, that, that all of a sudden there's a big red target on your back, and, and the devil and all of his minions, they're, they're gunning for you, in ways that they weren't before. All right, so, so weird stuff starts, like the weird stuff starts happening sometimes. I'm not talking about like pictures moving in their eyes, or I'm not talking about that, but like, but like just resistance and problems and cars breaking and, and people irritating you and, and like just stuff like that, or you lose your job out of nowhere. Like just you get attacked in weird ways. It's, uh, it's tough, it's tough to do, but Jesus says, listen. Picking up your cross or taking up your cross daily means embracing the suffering, embracing it. Now, the natural, the natural question is this, and I hope you're asking this, okay? I hope your brain is checked in, and, and we are asking the same question at this point. Why in the world would I choose to suffer like Jesus did. Like, why would I do that? And here's, there's two really good answers. Here's the first answer. When we suffer with him, when we take up our cross daily, this is a daily decision now, when we do that, when we choose to suffer with Christ, when we embrace Christian suffering, here's what we find. Some people know this really well, by the way, is there's a joy in the closeness when you suffer with Christ. Listen, the situation is horrible. Like, you, you, you want to get out of that. But at the same time, you're like, man, this is just the sweet spot. I've never felt closer to Jesus ever. I want more of this. So there's that joy in the moment. And then there's another quality, all right? Why would someone choose suffering? What, what, what's up with that? It's, it's real similar. Let me, let, me, let me say it like this. When, when someone goes on a diet, I have. When someone exercises, I have. Let me be honest with you. It's terrible. I hate diets and I hate exercise. It's totally horrible. It's miserable. But you know what's coming. It's going to be worth it, right? You're going to lose that weight through all the hard work. You know that through the exercise, you're going to get in better shape. Your health will improve. It's worth it. All right? It's worth it. And the same thing is true here. God assures us in his word, Romans 8, 18, to be specific. Here's what God says through the Apostle Paul. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory of that will be revealed in us. Here's the Bill translation. Our present suffering doesn't compare to our future glory. Like, yeah, things are rough right now, but it's going to be worth it 
because there's going to be no pain. There's going to be no suffering. There's going to be no tears. There's going to be no sadness. And by the way, there's going to be total joy. There's fullness of joy in the presence of God and pleasures at his right hand forevermore, Psalm 16, 11. And by the way, also, we're going to be with him. There's nothing better. Anything that we're going through, any present suffering, and we can, we can make the list right now, okay? We could do that, and it would be a long list, and we would be crying. We would be hurting with one another. I recognize that. I hope we all recognize that, but I'm telling you, what God says is true. It's not going to compare to what's coming, and it's going to be worth it. So we, we, we pick up our cross. We take it up daily, trusting that it's going to be worth it, all right? We have that, that, that seed. We make a habit of suffering with Christ every day because we know what's coming. Here's a cool, cool truth. Listen. He saves us through his cross, but he grows us through ours, right? He saves us through his cross, but he grows us through ours. Now, when you talk, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but do you know that people can't read your mind? You ever, you ever get that? So, so there's something that i got to say because you can't read my mind, okay? If, if You may have heard this. I didn't say it, but you might have heard this, that uh, comfort is the enemy. Like, why is Bill, like, all about don't be comfortable in life? I never said that, <laughs> and I don't think that either. Listen, comfort is not the enemy, all right, the special note to pay attention to right now is, is comfort's not the enemy. There's nothing wrong with comfort. However, comfort is not our motivation. Comfort's not our motive. Our motive is Christ. Our resolve, our resolution to follow him, even when it hurts, come what may. So the first command was deny yourself. Second one was take up your cross daily. The third one, this is where we're going to hang out for a couple minutes, is follow me. Jesus says, follow me. Okay, here's about a year and a half ago, I was in Jerusalem with Pastor Guy. And uh, we, had, we had some free time one afternoon. And uh, we decided to go to downtown Jerusalem. It's called the Old City. And these walls and these streets, like they're really old, like, like 2,000 years old, okay? And they're awesome. And this is a street, this is not a hallway, all right? This is a street. It actually has a name. Like, this is a street. And it's just really crowded. You ever, like, have to use the bathroom at halftime of a sports game or something? Like, like that's what it was like. It's just everybody just kind of crowded. All right, I'm trying to follow Guy. He's been there before, so he kind of knows his way around. I'm clueless, all right? I don't know if you knew this about Guy, but he's, like, really in shape. So he's just, like, zipping through here, okay? He wasn't trying to lose me, but he was losing me, okay? He's, like, going. And, and, and man, I got people bumping me. He takes a corner. I can't see him because things are in the way. You know, merchandise is in the way. Scarves are in the way. Man, the only way for me to follow Guy was to remain close to him. In the same way, it's impossible for you and I to follow Jesus. And following him is supposed to be the pattern of our life. It's impossible for you and I to do that unless we remain close to him. So how do I do it? How do you do it? How do we remain close to Jesus and follow him? Well, here's how you do it. Here's how you remain close to Jesus and follow him. It's through 
grace in and grace out. More specifically, through grace in and grace out, habits. Now, what in the world is grace in? Let's define that for a second. Grace in is simply this. It's taking in more and more. I ran out of room, but there should be more and more and more of God's unmerited, like it's not deserved, all right, but his unmerited favor and goodness. In fact, I'm looking for how, where can I put myself to receive more of God's grace? Is there grace over there? Okay, let me go over here and start so get underneath and receive more of God's grace. That's what we're talking about. There's three ways we're going to highlight. These are not new ideas. You've heard them before, I guarantee it, and you're going to hear them again. All right? Here's the three areas. How can I receive more of God's grace so that I might remain close to him and follow him? Here we go. First one is form a habit of getting in the word. You have to at some point. You just got to do it, okay? If you're not a reader, I get it. I'm not a reader either. But you got to get your nose in the good book. You, you just, you got to open it up. Now, maybe listening is better for you. Get the version app, all right? We used it for 1MV, right? You, 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 just, you can listen to it. That's what I do. Listen to a few minutes a day. You can get through the whole Bible in a year just listening a few minutes a day, like 10 minutes a day, all right? You speed up the speed to like four times speed. You probably get through it in like an hour. I don't know, but, right? But, but like, you know, read or, or listen, Maybe listen to music, too. You know, a lot of Christian music, the lyrics are actually Bible verses. It's, it's awesome, right? And you're learning scripture, right? You're memorizing scripture on accident. Now, that's cool, okay? Maybe you just want to memorize scripture, okay? A lot of us haven't done that, let's be honest. But, but here's the beautiful thing. If you're like me, sometimes you lay in bed at night and you're like, oh, man, I didn't get in the Bible today. Ah, well, if you memorize scripture, here's what you can do. You just stay laying down with your eyes closed, head on the pillow, and just like, okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And you can just kind of like say scripture and read in the comfort of your own bed, under the covers, all snugly and all of that, all right? It's beautiful, so I encourage you to do that. But form that habit of getting in the Word. Here's, here's another habit that's important to form is forming the habit of prayer. You can pray by yourself. I encourage you to do that. Pray with Others, maybe your spouse or family members or friends, definitely do that. Pray with strangers, okay? That's a beautiful habit to form. Is it scary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it unpredictable? You bet it is. Does it require great faith sometimes? Yup. But it's good. It's really good. All right, I encourage you to try that. I was talking to somebody this weekend, and they tried that for the first time recently. And they said it was scary. They said it was really hard. <laughs> But they also said it was really good. So Lord willing, that will be a habit that that person is forming going forward. I encourage you to do the same. If you're in a small group, I know you're praying with your small group, so continue to do that. Now with word, the word and with prayer, those two habits of getting grace in, you might be like me. You might need to schedule an event in your family calendar on your phone or something. You might have to have an alarm on your phone go off at 1130 because you know you're taking lunch break at 1130 every day. And, and at that 1130, you know, and you know, oh, man, i got to pray because that might be what it takes for you because you're not going to remember on your own. Okay? So, so take those steps to get more of, wait, I mean, more of God's grace wherever you can get it. Okay? Here's the third way to get more of God's grace in. What habit can we do? It's, being, it's forming a habit of being in community. More specifically, Christian community. You want to be with other people. 
Okay, I got a quick question. Is there anybody who, like, maybe this is like a New Year's resolution, but, but recently you have decided, man, I'm going to just go to church a little more often. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, great. That's awesome. Praise God for that. Can we, can we encourage our friends in that decision? That's awesome. It's a big, big deal. I think if we're honest, more of us need to commit to that. Okay, I love you, but I'm just like, sometimes the truth just kind of ouch, you know. So I think that's something that more of us probably would be wise to do to get more of that grace. I got another question for you. Uh, I promise I'll be a little nicer this time. But um, has anyone recently, maybe like in the past year or so, anyone recently decided to, to be in a small group for the first time? That's awesome. That is so good. I applaud you for that. I want to encourage you. We want to encourage each other in. Those are great decisions. That's how you get more of God's grace flowing into your life. You want to find those areas and enter into as many as you can. All right? Get more of his goodness. These are the types of little habits that make a big, big difference. All right, let's talk about grace out now. All right, so grace in was getting, getting all that grace from God. Grace out is this. It's using the grace that God gives you for him. So it's not just using the grace, but it's using the grace that God gives you for him. A major way that you can use the grace that God gives you is through serving. All right? And our friend, Stephanie, is going to tell us about a little bit of that. Check out this story. Hi, I'm Stephanie, and I am the co-director of the Mom Time Ministry here at Fox River. I would definitely describe myself as an introvert. I am shy. I've been attending Fox River for 15 years now, and my start was very slow. I would greet and serve here at Fox River once in a while, um, try to get involved in small groups once in a while, but I kind of started feeling a nudge that I wanted to do something a little bit more. At that point in 2011, I was blessed to become a mom for the first time, and I was invited to come to mom time here at Fox River. I was excited to take that step because I was the first friend um, out of my friend group outside of church to become a mom. So it was exciting to be able to look to come somewhere that I could connect with other moms. And I did that path for a few years. Then a leadership position opened and I was asked by a friend, the same friend who invited me, um, if I would consider being a leader. And that was a quick no, 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 no thank you. She asked again and again and again. And I continued to say no. And it finally got to the point where I said, God, if she asks me one more time, I know that this is you asking me to do this. So of course she asked me one more time and I knew I could not say no. So I said yes and I took on a leadership role here within the mom time ministry. You know, I loved it. I was comfortable here and I loved the moms and I loved the messages and the stories and the relationships that were being built. After three years of leading a small group table, a serving opportunity became available for me to direct mom time for Tuesday morning. And the day that that opportunity became available, a friend of mine that I was co-leading a table with asked me to do it with her. And that was a quick hands down, no way. I was not interested in doing that, or I thought. It was so quick for me to say no. She nudged 
and gently nudged and nudged some more and I continued to say no. Even though I was feeling this urge to want to do more within my faith, I guess I didn't really know at that time what that looked like. I really had to start evaluating and thinking about why was I saying no? What was causing me to say no on something that I love to do, a place that I love to be, and a place that I'm comfortable at? Reasons came up of um, fear of failure, commitment, um, fear of letting other people down, doing things that I'm not capable of doing. Those were some of the main reasons that I told myself that this was not something that I would be able to do. I was really able to turn that around and really ask God, is this true? Are these things true? He had a bigger picture and his promises were way better than the lies that I was telling myself. It was a step of faith and out of my comfort zone, which this whole process has been for me, but it's that difference of staying comfortable or continuing to grow. And I chose to continue to grow and I said yes to directing, which this is my third year now. My personality is still the same. I still am shy. You know, I'm able to walk into this room every week and see women connecting and networking and having fellowship and also hearing messages, you know, about Jesus and his love for us. Thanks, Stephanie. I love how she was like so transparent and honest. I just kept saying no, you know, and 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 she talked about why she said no, like that kind of that fear and that sort of thing. Um, but I just I, I just love that honesty and transparency. Thank you again, Stephanie. That was that was amazing. Um, one thing that that we kind of pulled from that story, or we can see from that story for sure, is this: that God continued to lead her. Right? And he does the same thing with us, right? We say no, we say no, but he continues to lead. He's like, follow me, follow me. I know you said no, but follow me. Come on, come on, come on. Right? He keeps doing that. That's in his character. I love that about him, that he's faithful to his pursuit for our full heart. Amen. Right? When we serve, we get to help others. And by the way, here's a little bonus material. God says this in his word over and over. But when we help others, we actually are serving him as well. Even the least of these, like when you serve a person, you're also serving Jesus. That's awesome. And serving, right, is is how you remain close to Jesus and how you follow him. And those are the habits that that we want to get more of. We want to form those types of habits, specifically serving again, serving. I'm thinking broad. I'm thinking like, like wide lens camera angle here. What are the areas? Where can we serve? Who can we serve? Well, let's list a few of them here, okay? And let's make a habit of these, by the way. I can serve at Fox River. I can be a part of the dream team. I can join a team like Gabby and Corey and Paul and Aaron, right? I mean, I can, I can do those things by God's grace. I can be a part of the team. Now, maybe you want to help out in student ministry or kids' ministry. Maybe, maybe that's not your thing, though. Maybe you want to help out in the parking lot or you want to help out in the ushering. You want to help out. Maybe you're, like, super smart. You're one of those people. Okay, everybody's like, man, I wish I was that smart. You want to help out with the, the tech team. Maybe, maybe you're like, I wonder if there's an opening to help Bill 
do a little better when he gives sermons. I wonder if there's a position like that. You know, so maybe, I mean, we'll create a new position. Let's do it, right? So, so but, but just get on a dream team. Join a team. You can do that. You can make a difference here at Fox River. Another great area, okay, answering this question, where can we serve and who can we serve? It's at home. Okay, it's at home. When, when serving really, the attitude behind, like service is the action, but the attitude behind it is this. It's considering the needs of others above my own, okay? Like, like, here's my needs. I want this. I need this. But it's considering somebody else's and, and putting those first, okay? We can do that at home. One of them, there's a, there's a ton of things we could say here, obviously. But here's one I want to highlight. I don't know if you're like me, but, but I hurt the people in my family sometimes. A lot of times on accident, sometimes even on purpose, and I'm not proud of that, okay? But what do they need most, they need me to say, I'm sorry. Can I make a habit out of that? Can you make a habit out of that, saying I'm sorry? They need to see Jesus. My family needs to see Jesus through me. So if there's a problem, I need to, I need to try and fix that. I need to represent the love of Christ as God has forgiven me. And I, just, I, I want that peace between people as well. That demonstrates Christ. So I encourage you to do, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what you came and God's like, man, i got to get them here so they hear that. Getting that habit of saying I'm sorry. Here's another area of life is work. I can serve people at work. Now, I know deadlines need to be met. I'm not ignoring that. Those are important. Work your tail off at work. But people need something more than the project to be done on time. They need Jesus. Are there opportunities at, G- at, at work where you can talk about Jesus, have conversations about him? Are there things or people you can pray about? Are there, can you pray with people at work? Can you, listen, listen, check it out, can you just stop what you're doing? I know this is hard, by the way, that's why I'm kind of like laughing as I say it. And, and ask somebody, hey, can I help you with that? Now that is showing Jesus to your coworker. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, here's another area. It's in your city. How can I make a difference in my city or in my neighborhood? How can I do that? You can get involved with schools. You can help out at the school. Are there youth sporting things? Yes, there are. You can coach. You can be an assistant coach. You can be the hero that shows up with like 30 Gatorades and like 100 Ho-Hos. The kids will eat them all, I assure you, okay? You bring, you bring them all or just make sure there's no nuts in there, okay? <laughs> so, so, but you, you bring those. You be the hero. You can do that. And in, in, in that, you are serving, and you're remaining close to Jesus, and you're following him. Make it a habit of that. Here's the last one. I want to highlight this. This is a big one, because there's a wide array here. Okay, true story. The other day, we're talking about on-the-go serving. I forgot to say that. I'm going so fast here. (laughs) On-the-go serving. True story the other day. It was snowing on Wednesday. I don't know if you remember that, but it was snowing, and I am leaving my home, and I'm going down a hill and I'm leaving to go to my small group. I was running late already, okay? So I'm kind of in a hurry, but I'm, I'm trying to make it down this kind of steep hill safe. I don't want to go in the ditch or something, okay? So I'm, I'm minding my own business. But then I see somebody in the other lane, right? They're coming the other way, but actually they had stopped, and they're doing this. Like they were stuck. They're just spinning their wheels. They couldn't get up the hill. And there's other cars behind them, okay? So I'm like driving. I'm like, man, I'm already late, uh, and, and God is like, you know, you have an opportunity to, to help that person, right? And I said, I don't know how to help them. Well, yeah, but you can figure it out, you know. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. It was a huge inconvenience, 
Okay, serving is not convenient sometimes. I'm just like newsflash, right? Like, like it's, it's just not convenient. It'll mess up your day. It'll mess up your plans. It'll crumple them up, throw them in the garbage can. And then the garbage man comes right away. He takes it away. You'll never have your plans back. That's what serving on the go will do to you. Okay, so just, just like deal with it. But I encourage you to step into those situations. Okay, sometimes serving isn't safe either. Did you know that some people will try to lure you in and trick you, and when you try to help them, they'll just use you for it? You know that happens, right? Yeah. Serving can be dangerous. You can put your, even your physical safety at risk. All right? So be aware of that. All right? Proceed with wisdom. I'm not telling you to be dumb, okay? But, but proceed with wisdom, but enter into those opportunities by faith. Okay? That is how we remain close to Jesus and follow him through serving. That's the kind of habit that more and more of us should be entering into by his grace. We can remain close to Jesus. We can. And we can follow him. And it has everything to do with grace in and grace out habits. Which lands us nicely at kingdom truth number two. Here's what kingdom truth number two is. Jesus Christ will never stop leading. It's in his character. So if you're like, Jesus, just get off my back. He's like, sorry. It's kind of just what I do. All right, I'm going to stay on you. I love you like crazy. And that's why I'm going to stay on you. He will never stop leading you. He's the good shepherd. The question is, though, will I follow? And that's what we need to ask ourselves. Today, you need to ask yourself. Right now, you need to ask yourself that. After you go eat a yummy lunch, after we finally get out of here, you're going to have to ask yourself, will I follow him? Tomorrow when you wake up, will I follow him? So let's end things up. Let's, uh, let's get our seed. Let's just kind of hold it in our hand, if you would. Right, just take a good look at it. It, is, it really is tiny. It really is. But God uses small things. He does. And he grows them. This seed right now represents our faith. You know who grows faith? Not you or me. You know who grows it? God. 1 Corinthians 3. God grows faith. This seed represents your faith. I want you to plant it. If you are not a believer, if you're not a Christian yet, I want to ask you a question. I got one question for you. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe that he died for your sins? Do you believe that he rose on the third day to give you life also? If you believe that, I'm just be blunt. I'll be right on it. I'm, I'm not going to dance around it. You need to plant that seed of faith in Jesus Christ and trust him to save you. I hope you'll do that today. If you are a Christian, listen, I got one question for you. Will you follow him afresh today? Will you form a new habit, maybe a habit of, of suffering? Now, I, you know what? I'll be honest, I haven't taken up my cross in a while. Maybe, maybe today is the day you form that habit. Jesus, I'm, I'm going to take up my cross daily. God, help me, but I'm going to do that from now on. Plant that seed. Maybe you're going to form... By God's grace and with his help, you're going to form a new habit of getting grace in. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to plant that seed. 
Maybe you're going to form a habit of serving, grace out type stuff, so that you can remain close to Jesus and follow him in a way that you never have before. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to plant that seed of faith. And I want you to watch God grow it as only he can. Watch what he does in and through you. He will do it through your habits. Let's pray. God, you are good. And you're good to us, Lord. What, what in the world? God, you are so good, and then you just bless our socks off. It's just thank you. You are good, and you're good to us. Thank you for the truth that little things can produce big results. Help us to follow you, Lord, that we might find you faithful and true. For those denying themselves for the first time, for those trusting in Jesus to save them for the first time tonight, Lord, as they receive you, God, I pray this, that you would receive them. For everyone who, because of your working today, Lord, for everyone who's deciding to follow you afresh, please continue to bless them. Lord, that they might be helped, and Lord, that you might be glorified. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for loving us first. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you became a Christian today, you need to tell somebody. And let me modify that. You need to tell everybody, okay? Tell everybody. We're so happy for you and excited for you, all right? We're a part of your family now, like in an official Christian way, and we want to give you a gift. So if you're at, right, well, obviously you are, right? If you're a, a, a physical campus, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go, all right, and you're going to get your what's, uh, you're going to get, oh, what's in it? Let me just look at this. What's your next step? You're going to get that booklet out in the lobby. If you're listening online, which many of us are, okay, here's what you can do. You're going to text the, num- uh, text the word follow to the number 555-888, and we're going to mail you one of these things. That's how badly, if you allow us to, that's how badly we want to get this gift into your hands. I got one more thing to say. If you desire prayer, if you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you. All right, you don't have to come up and request it. You just stay right there in your seat, and a prayer team member will come right to you. And you will approach the throne of God's grace together, and he'll answer. That's a good promise to have, right? For Hebrews chapter 4, it's verse 16. That's a good promise right there. All right, please stand up. I want to bless you before you leave real quick. That's all right. Lord, Lord Jesus, please bless my friends. Help them to not be the same. God, they came in here just like I did in a certain way. Lord, I pray that by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, by your goodness, by the grace that's coming in, God, with your help, the grace that's going out, that we would not be the same, that we would be different, a changed people, God, that we would be better and you would be glorified. Please bless my friends. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love you guys. See you later. Have a great weekend. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.